family guys gals and non-binary pals how's it going tonight it's a street fight holiday special it's two days till christmas brian and i are in the basement you can watch us live every single wednesday night at, on twitch twitter facebook and youtube you can jump in the chat uh we have all kinds of cool people that show up every single week and comment on the show and hang out and uh, we appreciate you for doing that uh, we are the number one anarcho-comedy radio show on any station across the nation coming out of Columbus, Ohio. You can hear us live on uh, WCRSFM.org if you're... Not .org, but WCRSFM, 92.7 or 98.3 if you're inside Columbus. We do a call-in show on Sunday nights if you want to let us know what's going on in your working life. We want to hear about it. And if you want to support what we do, uh, we don't sell shit. We don't try to get you to drink bad beer or anything like that. We just rely on donations, subscriptions. Not really donations. We, we do a lot of work. We've got a lot of bonus content over on patreon.com slash Radio. You can get access to premium podcasts like Buttfest 2000, Shocktober, 100 Million Tons of Steel, and all kinds of other great things to listen to there's a you know a hundred episodes over there right now for just five dollars a month to get access to that we've got zines and video content as well so get it right get street fight on patreon thank you for being here i'll say it again like i do every single week and how's it going brian oh it's wonderful it's christmas time and uh i got a gift in the mail today from susan she wrote our uh mcsweeney's article yes she wrote about your time at uh she interview interviewed you about working at chuck e cheese at a little place called chucks uh i'm getting it's uh i love i l o v e u s u e i'm gonna hold it up it is an entire box of caramellos yeah and it's in the camera it's a whole fucking box i will eat these in a week but I love them. Yeah. And they're going to be so good. Great gift. And now, because I wanted to do this on the air, I wanted to give Brett his one of his presents. I got him three, but there's this one that I wanted to give on the show. So I'm going to walk over. I'm going to hand you a gift, Brett. Yeah. Um, let me um, roast you a little bit here and say that you really these gifts really burn like a hole in your pocket <laughs> i mean you give stuff out you like you you tell people what they're getting before christmas nah. you give it before christmas you really just as soon as you have them you're like i have to get these out of my this is just what i wanted to do hands. on the show more than i wanted to do in private because i think it's funny okay. a little bit you know everything i do is kind of a funny gift and uh, I did not wrap this one. You didn't? I wrapped those two, as you can tell. Those are a little uh, more Those prominent. are Christmas Day gifts. I will be giving those to Brett on Christmas Day. Uh, I'm leaving them here so that I don't have to uh, get them. Okay. But uh, uh, open it up, man. Open this thing up. For these a, listeners got to see it. It's a heavy it's one. It's big. It's hard. It feels like a wooden box or something. It's a heavy one. All right. I'm opening it up. Uh, oh. It's... <laughs> Okay. <laughs> oh, yay! 
Hell yeah! <laughs> I can't wait. <laughs> this is <laughs> this is blackened whiskey. <laughs> Batch one hundred, Brett. It's okay. the special blackened whiskey, and it came with two records. When you want to know what's on those records? Yeah. The music they played while they were blasting the whiskey with Metallica music. That's amazing. <laughs> yeah, so they while this is aging in barrels, they play Metallica, right? Yeah. So it's it, infused with the sounds <laughs> and fury of Metallica. Yes, it is. Holy shit. This is awesome. With it's these are going to be Brett one time told me earlier on in the year that he wakes up every day and he listens to Bleeding Me by Metallica and he says he sings I'm digging a hole and that like it makes him feel like somebody understands him that his back that his back hurts every day and James Hetfield sounds like his back hurts every day yeah well and I also I created my own problems Yes, and I want you to have whiskey that makes you feel like your back hurts, along with James Hetfield. Yeah, that's that pain. <laughs> it's a picture disc. We got yeah. the whole. We got the gang here with the <laughs> distillery. Oh my gosh, this is amazing, man! Thank you so much. Oh, dude, no problem. It's, it's my pleasure. It was look at this surly guy. <laughs> A surly man made this whiskey. Ooh, leper Messiah, Battery, Blackened, <laughs> Creeping Death, Unforgiven, Whiplash, Justice for All, Nothing Else Matters, Disposable Heroes, Fade to Black, Spit Out the Bone, all infused into this whiskey. That whiskey, when you drink that, it's going to taste exactly like those songs. Wow. Which. <laughs> wow. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh this is amazing i love it i'm really this is so awesome it was so, so i was like going back and forth on this for a couple of uh, uh for a couple weeks and then i said you know what i have to make sure that he has this whiskey he would not buy this with show money Right. So I, I kept saying, buy it with show money and drink it, dude. Buy it with show money and drink it. And uh, uh, I finally was just like, I'm going to have to get it because he needs he needs that Metallica feeling in his body, in his belly. Yeah. And you know something? I never gave up from being 20 years old. Uh, I still save my special bottles of liquor. Really? Oh, I yeah, have, you I do. Have, I have a small collection. The ones that came from Japan. Uh, the one that Patton gave us to us, gave to us. And then, of course, a bottle of uh, Ivanovich menthol tobacco flavored vodka. Yeah. Yeah. I did know that, too. I, I Yeah. That was like, that's the thing is like you get something like this. And I think there's probably millions of people that bought or, you know, thousands of people that bought this and aren't going to drink it. But one thing I knew is that you you would drink it. Oh, like, yeah. It's like, it's what's the point? You know, I'll put brown water in it when I'm done. <laughs> I am going to wait till Adam comes over. I'm going to pour him a glass. I mean, we're going to turn up Metallica really loud and sit in fancy armchairs with uh, with two fingers of blackened whiskey. <laughs> blackened American whiskey. Hell yeah. Such Thanks, a silly. Man. Oh, you're welcome. I wish they would have. Uh, I wish it had like some black coals in it or something. Sure. Just some, I wish they would have made the whiskey Just black. Go all the way. Yeah. yeah. This is blackened, baby. Everything. It's, it's charred. You know, and, and the way I learned about this was from Howard Stern. So Shocktober really had us, got us to this because Howard Stern does live reads for it. And he's oh. like, you know what? You want whiskey. 
Yeah. Here's some whiskey that's infused with the music of Metallica, a band that I really like. You know, there's not a lot of whiskeys you can trust, but this one has has rode it. This one rode the lightning. Yeah. <laughs> and it's filled with the intensity of Metallica's music. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, uh, that's yeah, the I, best. That's I wanted cool. to just give that to you on the air because it, it it's just a funny gift. It's it's a funny like. Metallica whiskey is the weirdest thing I can think of. I cannot think I mean, of a weirder gimmick for whiskey. I do wonder with James's issues with, you know, being sober now and everything, it does feel in a way, I guess it is cool that he's like, I mean, I can't do it anymore, but please, if you like the music and it helps you headbang, <laughs> get blackened. Well, I get money too. It's Yeah, that's true. Get money. <laughs> I know. I know. I, I mean, I thought the Slipknot whiskey was really interesting too, but like the, the, the Slipknot whiskey, they didn't even play any Slipknot. Sure. You know? Right. It's like, what the hell? Yeah. I, I mean, you're, this is, this is something that you, there's no other uh, whiskey that's been infused with this much intense sound. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Now we sound like we're doing a read. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, so I got this story this week. We uh, have more stuff if you want. We have more stuff. Oh, you yeah, go Christmas for it. Cards? Yeah, you do some Christmas cards. Do we some- did get some Christmas cards. This one I uh, came, I just saw it was from uh, Minion Death Call. Okay. One of our favorite podcasts. Uh, we did the 2000s episode of Butt Fest last night. Um, it was great. It's so fun. But you'll probably be hearing it tomorrow. Uh, uh, it, the 2000s episode was so fun. You know, I, I've been thinking about this and if I was smart, there would have been two nineties episodes and two 2000s episodes, but I, yeah. I just, I think it could be revisited. I think that, it, I think you should, people that have personal relationships with it, like you can dive into it with anybody really. Well, my goal is all the it, bands. I mean, there's more bands I could have talked about that we didn't even touch. Right. My goal, if you know anybody that can get me in contact with either the lead singer of days of the new or somebody from tantric and they will let me talk to them about how their thing fell apart how i would the do yeah. anything for that like i would love that this is it's a cool card yeah that's cool man everything they do is cool they're the two coolest guys it's a frog stabbing another frog in the heart and taking their money uh, it says merry christmas to you Brett and Brian, Merry Christmas, boys. It's been uh, a few. It's been a year since we were palling around with you guys. Please accept accept this card with Victorian era Christmas artwork in the spirit of the season. Alex and Tony, they sent us some stickers, some drug church stickers. Cool nice. stuff. Nice, nice drug church. Yeah, I think it's a band. Okay, I like the name. Anyway. It's just a good sticker, though. Like you don't have. To, it's a good sentiment, even if you don't know the band. Uh, this next one comes to us from Larry and Sarah. So thank you. Oh, this is a sweet personal card. This is like some wholesome ass people. They're in their buffalo plaid. It says insert generic holiday greeting here. Okay, okay. I like a generic holiday greeting. It says this year has been fine. Fine. I said it was fine. Uh, y'all have meant way more than you know over the years. Thanks for being there. I hope you and your families are safe, warm, happy, and I hope we all get everything we need. So true. We're pretty there. Yeah. Well, I hope everybody gets everything they need. Thank too. you, Larry, Sarah, and Bob. That was wonderful. I actually, I'm going to, I'll show you where I post them up. I'm going to go on Instagram. I'll, I'll show you. We have on the back of the studio, I hang up all the letters and stuff that we get from people. The and TV it, studio. Yeah. Back there on the back, we have letters. I, yeah. I look at them a lot. 
It is good. I mean, I have it here. I mean, maybe we should get some for your house too. But if I ever get like overwhelmed and stuff, I do read it and just am like, it, it really takes me to a different place. It gets me in a better uh, headspace. I can imagine it would. I, I, uh, uh, I mean, you know, I go into my DMs and people are being nice, and I'm like, it's unbelievable. <laughs> oh my god! Okay. Is it a long letter? <laughs> no, it's better than that. <laughs> this one's from Garrett. Um, I think this is actually from Mike, you know, uh, old forefinger Mike Reedling. Uh, this is pictures of us as Mike Wazowski from uh, Monsters, Inc. Okay. There's somebody on Facebook Marketplace that you can pay to make you into Mike Wazowski. That's Brian. Okay. Yeah, that looks a little bit like me as Mike. I don't know who Mike Wazowski is. You I ever don't watch, watch cartoons? Inc? No, of course not. And here's Jake. Look at Jake. Okay, okay. That's beautiful. Mike Wazowski from Monsters Inc. Like I said, I don't watch any Pixar or anything. I'm I'm very uh These are beautiful. I will get these framed. Yeah, we'll put these somewhere in the studio too. That's very nice. That's very nice. Yes, thank you. Um last one. Who is this? Oh, this is uh this is a scrap of paper. <laughs> It says, thank you for coming on the Rock Hard Caucus podcast and for the years of entertainment and inspiration. Here are some stickers. Please paste them on traffic signs in your area. Love, Justin. Oh, I know Uh, Justin. Yeah. We met Justin in Iowa. Right. He's sweet. Cool guy, Justin. Yeah, cool. He's very cool. He plays a lot of instruments. Yep. He knows how to blast the sax. Well, I want to thank everybody for sending stuff to us. It's very sweet, and it's 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 overwhelming to me. It, it feels very good that yeah. people like us that much. And if you ever want any want to send anything, it's PO Box eight two three zero six Columbus Ohio four three two zero two. Yeah, we didn't come up with a f- cool letters or anything i don't know what eight four two three zero six or whatever it is you said stick stickly used to have a pretty tight one okay stick stickly Mm -hmm. i don't know who that is either all right yeah you know i'm not cool so i got this article sent to me a few times and what's really funny is brett you were at my house when i read this okay uh you know the google cards thing that like i basically my news comes from I go on to Google cards and I just scroll through and read about heavy metal and whatever they decide to send me. Yeah. I like to do that as well. I also, um, like I'm not seeking out what I want. I'm just like, what will they put in front of you? Like what's the default thing that they will just throw in front of me to get me entertained. And it's all, it it is like, and it, it indicates what you search for and stuff like that too. Like, and this is central Ohio news, but actually, as we, we go further into this story, I'll tell you, uh, uh, that I do have almost not a personal link to this, but Brett, you were at my house working last Friday and uh, I was going through the cards and this article came up and I read it sitting on a couch, but I was tired and I was like trying to fall asleep. So I didn't say anything, but, um, an Ohio couple with business ties to a small Columbus suburb has purchased the Westchester golf course for $1.7 million. But new owner Brian Wallach, who with his wife Tammy closed on the deal November 30th, said community support in Canal Winchester, just east of the Columbus airport, will be vital as they move forward with their plans for the property. I'm not like the previous owner who had extra money to throw at it if it doesn't make money, he said. I need it to be successful. <laughs> 
Okay. Um, I'm going into business to be successful. I'm not like everybody, all these losing money type businesses around here. I'm going in there to, to be successful. I mean, golf course probably is a business that's hard to fail at, I think. It's expensive. Yeah. There's a certain it's amount a of, of expensive risk. type of people who want to do it all the time. I mean, we're talking... The guys, the guy, these guys golf every day. I worked at a golf club for a short period of time, uh, for two years and, uh, uh, as a dishwasher. And, uh, I mean, you saw the same people every day. I know it's a club, so it was a private club, right? But I, I mean, these guys were there every single fucking morning. They got up in the morning, they drove to the golf course, they ate breakfast in the clubhouse, and then they fucking went out and played 18 holes of golf every single day and they called me princess because i had my eyebrows pierced and i would paint my fingernails black at the time i was i was going for a look you know what i mean like blonde hair i dyed blonde hair two eyebrow piercings and black painted uh fingers you were like to you were trying to piss guys like that off yeah yeah well my wife liked to paint my fingernails so Katie, she wasn't my wife at the time, but you know, she was just Katie. Now she she's Katie my wife, but now before that, she was Katie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So here's the sentence where this article becomes something: uh, Columbus and Franklin County Metro Parks were in contract to buy the course for 1.8 million earlier this year and planned to turn it into a park. <laughs> that didn't sit well with neighbors, yeah, including the Wallakes and the nearby villages of Westchester, a development of about 900 homes whose owners had paid premium prices to live near the golf course. Yeah, so they got scammed. <clears throat> yeah, got I don't scammed. think that there's a guarantee just because you live by a golf course that you're going to be living in a neighborhood by a golf course for your whole life. But it you're right, but but people think it is. People think it's a surefire bet. These are valuable, and they are just worth the most money. Everybody wants to live on a golf course, and uh, they don't want to live 45 minutes outside of Columbus on a fucking golf course. Yeah, I, I also think that, like, uh, uh, you buy a house. I don't have a lot of sympathy for somebody who buys a house for, I don't know. An amenity or something uh, like that? Uh, well, no. You get a mortgage. I don't know. They're 32-year mortgages. 30-year mortgages. You can't just expect that it's going to be the same the whole 30 years. Right. I I don't... I I think that's a ridiculous investment. If that's your plan, I don't think I'm not saying owning a house is a ridiculous investment. I think it's a ridiculous investment to pay a bunch of money for 30 years and expect the neighborhood to be exactly the same for the whole 30 years. Yeah. Everything stays the same. Nothing will change. That's yeah. That's against life. And Um, and but it is also, um, you know, this is kind of a McMansion type way of being. This is also somebody that's like, wait, public park? No. Yes. No. We can't. No, this is private property, not a public park. Yes. Different things. Yes. We came here to exclude. We, we spent all our money to exclude people. Now you're saying anybody can come out here and just run around our house. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I think like, and, and, I, I, it's hard for me to explain what this neighborhood is because this neighborhood is not uh high. It's not the highest dollar neighborhood in Ohio. This is a no. Columbus area thing. You know what I mean? This canal Winchester, uh, the house it's, it's a suburb. It, it, it's an exurb. It's 
it's far outside of 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 uh, the outer belt and it it's kind of out there but like i mean it's yeah it, it's a it's a, it's just a development that is away from the super far away from the city yeah it's a 30 minute drive if you're yeah. if you're driving cuz i worked in the city and lived out there for a period of time it's a 30 minute drive and there's no bus line Right. Uh, I couldn't get a job out there at all. Right. You know, because I didn't have a license and I I couldn't get a, a bus trip. My parents, <laughs> funny enough, they bought the crummiest house in the whole subdivision. It I it wasn't Westchester, uh, uh, but they lived in the subdivision that's just a little bit cheaper next to the villages of Westchester. But they, you know, that yard on the very corner when you pull in to the subdivision that has the sign in it that says the name of the subdivision. Yeah. <laughs> My parents bought that out. No. <laughs> and it had a 50 mile an hour street running behind it. No. <laughs> A 50 mile an hour road? How close? <laughs> the fucking backyard. To the back. Oh, God. I mean, the backyard was a norm. Your backyard's way bigger than my parents were. My parents had a regular subdivision backyard. Like, just the size of a fucking, I'm going to say this for Ohio, an MI Homes backyard. Yeah. They had like less than an acre and a 50 mile an hour road running behind it. You could hear those fucking cars. Driving all day, back and forth. It's just the the crummiest of, of yeah. all the lots. But it's like, you know, I've said this before. My parents, like, really wanted to be rich. Oh, I know. You know? And, and that's what this it is, all this part of a fantasy life. Um, there's friends of ours that live in Florida that have a lot of money to, well, they just waste all their money. They have a ton of it, but they waste it like the rest of it. And they're chasing this idea of being richy, rich people. They bought They bought a house. That they didn't see, and once they got, they bought a house that they didn't see. Once they got there, they were like, ah, "I don't really like this or that." They spent all this money trying to rehabilitate it, and then the golf course closed, which they like was the the reason they bought the house, and they sold it and lost like fifty thousand dollars or something to go buy a house on another golf course. Why are we <laughs> living on golf course? That golf course lifestyle. I thought these people were like <laughs> privacy people. They just want people to be able to walk up to their backyard. Like the, the golfers are right there just walking up around your backyard. I don't know why you want to live by a golf course. Yeah. Why not Frisbee golf course? That I would love to. I do live by I would one, pay yeah. extra for a Frisbee golf course. Yeah. I'd, I'd pay extra for a bowling alley. Uh, fuck, I'd pay extra for almost anything other than a golf course. Yeah, like a neighborhood rec center or roller skating rink or something. That seems like a good thing for the community to share. But like a golf course takes up so much fucking land. Yeah. And then, and then it, it also just became a scam. It just seems like it's a scam at this point. Yeah. Like they just kept saying like, well, we'll just, we'll push further and further outside of the city and then we'll throw a golf course there. And then people will think they're <laughs> like in a TV show, even though they're in West Jefferson, Ohio. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, in fact, the Wallakes had just built a home near the 16th green. I was ready to walk away from the house. Brian Wallach said, <laughs> I'm out. <laughs> you fucking public out here with little fucking kids coming here for free, playing on slides, <laughs> swinging. We do have public golf courses that are part of state parks, though, too. True. So they could have maybe. Maybe even, that's what I don't. Gonna... I don't even know. They might have been planning to just make it a public golf course. They didn't want me and you out there in oh, jeans. No. In jeans. Yeah, fucking no cleats on or whatever. No goofy fucking hats. They want guys with gray hair. 
Like, that is what they want people with gray hair golfing. They don't want me there even. I'm 41 years old, going to be 42 next month, but I'm not, like, gray enough. Yeah. If they saw me there, they would be bothered by it. Like, oh, what is this? What's these fucking youngsters it's showing up with their fucking hats? Garish clothing. Yeah. With the, <laughs> wearing a floral print hoodie and a fucking Supreme hat. You're like, uh, I got these uh, clubs off Facebook Marketplace. <laughs> <laughs> Are they good? Are these good ones? <laughs> yeah. They're all different. I got, uh, I know you're not supposed to buy just a set of clubs. So I bought one club from each person on Facebook market, yeah. and then it's just all the same club because <laughs> yeah. I don't understand how clubs work. Yeah. Yeah. They don't <laughs> want you up there with your playing against sports clubs. Yeah. I, so his wife learned of Metro Park's plan while browsing through the comments on the Canal Winchester Connection Facebook page. I said, oh, my gosh, they're turning the golf course into a public park, she said. <laughs> This article is written positive. This is a positive profile of these. No, people. yeah, this is this is like <laughs> terror was coming to town, and then these people fought back. Yeah, finally, finally, the slobs win against the snobs. I guess yeah. you know. Uh, concerned residents created online petitions and informational websites to inform the community as to what was happening. Those efforts succeeded. The Metro Parks Board of Commissioners announced September 15th that it no longer was in contract to purchase the course, which was owned by developer Charlie Ruma. It had been for sale for years. Years? Yeah, years. It this was guy's trying to dump it for years. Yeah. And they're like, why don't we just make it a public park? Yeah. No, nobody wants it. That would it. be a tragedy. Nobody else <laughs> wants it. I paid $1.7 million for a house on this park. Are you kidding me? <laughs> I mean, I can't even believe this. The the tone of this article, I'm reading it in an evil way, but like it's written in a nice way. But it's also, this is the only successful story that, that you're going to get. Like yeah. if you, if you have a million dollar house, you can bend the will of the world in your direction. Like if you, if you, and in, if you and all your, your, Hundred thousand air buddies get together in your community. You can do whatever you want. Mm -hmm. And if you don't want regular ass people to show up, yeah, then, let's keep them out. Yeah. This is our neighborhood. God damn it, we pay good money to be here. Yeah, let's keep the slobs out. And it, this gets better though. However, the Wallakes weren't hard, were hardly ready at the moment to put in an offer. Brian Wallake, in particular, was adamant that he had no interest in owning a golf course. When this first came down, I told Tammy, we're not buying a golf course. We are not, he said. The last thing we want to do is buy a golf course. No, no, no. Which I agree. I mean, I, you insinuated that it's easy to do, but it, it seems like the biggest pain in the ass in the world. I just don't think that the owner's... I think the owners are like, oh, you know, we hire a golf pro to do that. We hire the landskeepers to do that. And then what? You just play golf. You know what I mean? Like, what is it that you're doing that's I mean, so important? You have to manage all the lawn care. You have to run a restaurant. You have to also run like a sales team to get more people to join the club. So you can make your money back. Yeah. You're 1.7 million, which... Or is did they say one point seven million? Yeah, well, they said it was for sale. They said that it was going to be sold for one point eight as a public park, but these people came in at one point seven and got the deal instead. Yeah, the public park was like, well, if you don't want us there, then fuck, fuck you. Fine. It makes me want to go and fucking 
vandalize this golf course. I want to yeah. go do donuts on this golf course more than anything. I want to like do the things. Like I wish I had the money to become a member of this golf course and make a fucking mockery of it. We might be able to just play a day fee and just wear football cleats and and like <laughs> run drills in the greens and tear them up to shreds. Tackle each other at the fucking thing, just really horseplay. Yep. Like be the worst Kicked nightmare. Yeah. <laughs> we'll probably end up in like John Becker's prison or something though. <laughs> uh but uh as uh, now this sentence is the one that sealed it that I had to read this. As previous owners of the Upper Lansdowne Golf Course in Asheville, the Wallakes know about golf what? course management and the impact Mother Nature can what? have on the bottom line. <laughs> they Wait, use, say it one more time. <laughs> as previous owners of the Upper Lansdowne <laughs> Golf Course in Asheville, the Wallakes knew about golf course management and the impact Mother can, Nature can have on the bottom line. What is this story? Yeah. They already own this. This makes sense now. They owned a they golf course. They know how to run a golf course already. They've yeah. done it before. These guys love golf courses. They can't get enough. They're just fucking freaking it's, out it's over they, golf courses. It's exercise, they think. It's like racist exercise. <laughs> <laughs> it, it is. But they also know the passion residents have for Westchester course, set, which Brian Wallach described what? as the best golf course around the area. But it doesn't disappear when you put in a public park. Unless they were planning, yeah, maybe there's... they're going to dam up the holes. <laughs> just, that would be cool, though. <laughs> just pouring concrete, right? Squirting a fucking load of concrete into every hole. I would have fucking loved that. I mean, <laughs> what were they really going to do? I don't know. We'd have to. I don't know what the plans were. We'd have to to look what the drawings were. They didn't have. I don't. I don't know that they had. I think they were just going to turn it into a metro golf course. Is what it sounded like See, to but, me. And also, I think that someone posted when I when I shared this on Facebook. I don't. I didn't look into it. I, sh I really should have. But I I think a metro park. Public park skyrockets your value too. Really? Yeah, I mean, look at like you know all the all the public parks. The closer you are to it, the more money you have to pay. Oh, I had no idea. I mean, Good Ale and uh, West, the oh, one on the west okay. side yeah, is a yeah. big deal. You know, Schiller Park is huge. If you have a house near Schiller Park, you know it costs a lot of money. But just anybody can walk around in those parks. It's yeah. true. You I mean yeah, you're. <laughs> You're, it's a dice roll on who's going to enjoy those parks. Yeah. That's what they don't like. Yeah. I want to know with certainty that these are paying members to be on this gigantic waste of money. This makes Golf me hate course it. sucks anyways. I like, it. I mean, I think this is, we have to take this away from people anyways. If they're already there, I think it's fun to play. I, I'm a games guy, every kind of game possible. I, I, so I'm not against. That, but, um, yeah, the amount of, the amount of resources and waste and all of that. And yeah, I don't, I don't think we need the it. people are awful. And the people it's that do people. it are the worst. Yeah. yeah. I can't think of worse group of people. I'm trying, I like, I sit and I try to think like billionaires, but billionaires play golf. All yeah. Of oh, yeah. You know? So it's like, who can I think of that makes me crazier than golfers? And I really, I do, I can't. And it might be because I worked at a golf club. It might be because my wife worked at a golf club and a country club. She worked in the main country club in, in Columbus there for a period. Just said it was awful. Everybody was awful. They weren't nice and yeah. it was just not a good place to be. Bitter, Bad vibes. people that have yeah. too much and complain all the time. But they also knew the passions 
residents have for Westchester course, which Brian Wallach described. Okay. So the community is what really drove us. He said, we knew it's probably not the best investment for our dollars, but after I spent some time going through the golf courses, financial books, I thought this could be a good, good investment. Now I want to correct him when he says the community is what really drove us. What he means is keeping people from the community out of the, by their house is what drove them. I've talked to everybody in this neighborhood. They are proudly xenophobic. They hate anybody from the outside. They, you know, we're all talking about the other. We don't want the other around, and we have a strict <laughs> policy against that and a firm commitment to keeping others out. That's what brought us here. That's the community, you know? <laughs> we're insular. We're closed off. We're cloistered. We moved here because we don't want Metro or right. public. Right. We don't like those words. Right. At all. They make us mad. And again, there's, there's, there's already been, there's already benches in that park and I gladly pay my greens fee every year <laughs> to enjoy them. And I'm perfectly fine with that system. <laughs> they also have been in real estate for more than 20 years have uh, uh, rehabbed more than 100 homes and own a construction business, Tammy the said. Fridge. These people are horrible. Can you imagine Flippers. Golf Week magazine? Golfweek.usatoday.com wrote this as a positive story. Uh, uh, so, uh, uh, yeah, they also plan to make improvements to the course. And uh, they got a little pull qu a quote from somebody at the end. I'm happy for the Wall Lakes and even happier for the residents, said Jimmy Ryan, who's been living on the Westchester Golf Course's ninth fairway since the early 90s. I didn't like the way the Metro Parks handled it. They had no intention of letting this be a golf course if they had purchased it. Oh, so the slash that burn. That damn government coming to take away people's rights to 18 holes. There's other golf courses, dude. Just leave, leave, leave. Yeah, go somewhere to go do that. Make it a trip. Yeah. Go buy another fucking house. Okay. Um, the next thing I have here is oh, man. what that's so infuriating. It's an infuriating article. It's an infuriatingly happy profile of horrible people. <laughs> yeah. I'm shocking. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, uh, somebody on Twitter, uh, Cold junk food on Twitter sent me this right before we recorded. I didn't, I didn't get to read it ahead, but uh, this is an article from Sachs Consulting and Investigative Services Inc. And the headline is Four Secrets of Self Checkout Thieves and How to Stop Them." Oh, neat! So now we're getting in their heads. We know what they're looking for. Yes, yes, because. I had an experience today at okay. the grocery store. All right. It made me so mad that I'm still fuming in my mind. I, I'm professionally doing this show and laughing and having a good time. I'm more mad at the grocery store than I've ever been. Really? Ever. Yeah. So I get there, right? I got to go in the morning to get some coffee because I forgot to get coffee yesterday. So I went to go buy my coffee. And I bought these two things and then I bought something else and it came out to $15 and 86 cents. Okay. Yeah. I pulled $15 and I pulled $16 in cash out of my pocket. I put them in the self checkout thing. I didn't steal anything here. Okay. okay? I put t a 10 in and it goes in a five in and it goes in. And then it's like the cash machine's broken. 
And I'm like, well, I'll just give the cashier a dollar. Right. And I'll get out of here. And he's like, hold on a second. And I'm like, okay. And he prints off something on a receipt and he keeps trying to scan it and it won't scan. And he's like, ah, dang it. Ah, oh, man. Wow. You know, this is, wow. Drats, this is, can you believe it? Yeah, can you believe it? And he goes up to the counter and he's talking to them for a little bit. Then he comes back, he tries to scan it again. And then he goes like this. I'll tell you what, it's 1586. I was like, well, I put $15 in that machine. So it's 86. And he was like, I'll tell you what, 586. And I was just like, okay. And I handed him $6 and I left. So the self-checkout. They got you back. Stole from me today. $5 isn't going to hurt me. I'm not going to narc this guy out, obviously. But I got fucked. By the yeah. Kroger Corporation today. Wow. They really bargained you down. That's not your fault that machine broke. I know. And I could have yelled and probably just paid the dollar. But I don't want to ruin somebody's day like that. You know? It was just like, oh, I guess, you know, up, man. on balance, I, they, I still get more from them. I mean, I just stole... A uh, $20 thing of vanilla extract from him last week. Okay. Couldn't well, see myself paying for it. It just. Yeah, I that's just, that's hard. I saw it. I went to pay for it. I went to the self-checkout. I went to scan it. It's so light that like you can just toss it in the bag and then they'll come and you'll be like, uh, oh, I thought I scanned it. You yeah. know? What's that? Yeah. Yeah. So let's. Wow. Fu- you got fucked, man. I did. I'm. You're you fucking telling me. You did flub that. It's not a flub. They flubbed. What am I going to do? I'm, I, am I going to stand there and yell at a cashier? You get on your belly and you bang your fists and your feet on the ground. You throw a <laughs> tantrum. Okay. I could have yelled. They like, they can price change $5. That guy really, what, I mean, what a master negotiator with that. He's he like, did. all right, that's fine. Just give me the money. And you're like, I paid all the money. Man, well, let's let's call it Havsy and say it's even. Yeah, know? and here's the only thing I can think of is that I washed my wallet last night and my pants. Okay. And uh, uh, the money was kind of wet, and I think I broke the machine. You think you shorted out the machine? I may have broke the machine with my you wet ten and five. You threw a, uh, a a water park bill. Yeah. One of those soaked ass bills. Yeah. All my credit cards now are bent in. Like, uh, uh, they're all bent now. The, the washing you, you, it. You washed them and dried them? Yeah. Why? How? I put them in my pants pockets, and then later on that night, I didn't take it out, and I washed it. All right. Shit happens, man. Okay. I believe you. It happened more than once. All my credit cards are now, like, bent in. They're like a bow. It's, they'll, they'll straighten out eventually, sitting on my fat ass with them, you know? <laughs> Uh, Americans don't like standing and waiting in long lines at checkout. Therefore, about 90% will use self-checkout, especially if they're in a hurry or have only a few items. Retailers are always looking at ways to reduce labor costs and redirect the savings to other areas of the business, which, by the way, that they don't redirect the savings to us. We no. don't get those savings. No, no, no. You know? uh, therefore, the addition of self-checkout lanes has made sense. 
However, with the adoption of this te- technology, shoplifting has nearly doubled in grocery stores. Come I, on. Mm, that's probably even less, you know? And the degree of theft and the types of techniques used to steal have changed too. Please also remember, because mask wearing is more prevalent, it will be harder to identify the thief. Oh, believe me, I've been knowing that. Yeah, lots of people <laughs> seen the opportunity presented. That is a part that I like about it. And uh, here are four common shoplifter methods and what you as a store owner or manager can do to prevent them in the first place. Okay. Number one, banana trick. Oh, they know. They do know. They know the banana trick. Yeah, everybody does, I guess. The method of theft leverages the ignorance of the machine. The shopper scans a lower-priced items barcode for a higher-priced items barcode, i.e. ringing up filet mignon at $14 per pound as bananas for $0.59 per pound. This guy doesn't even know what he's talking about. You can't do that. You don't weigh the filet mignon, Brett. That's, yeah, you don't weigh that. A, they weigh that for you. Yeah, you scan that. Oh, what you can't a, do a 411 on that. Yeah, you, a 4011 is for uh, fucking other vegetables that cost more or nuts. Cherries. You can do cherries. cherries. Do 4011 on a cherries. Yeah, nuts. Um, raspberries sometimes get up there. Yeah, you can't do it with raspberries, though. They got a barcode. You know what I'm going to say? Um. I I do um I do a little bit deeper fake on this when it comes to like if I'm gonna get pine nuts which are sometimes twenty four ninety nine a pound in like uh, bulk I do peanuts because it's just I you know those are only you know a couple dollars and a if pound. they told you and if they said something you'd be like peanuts yeah these are peanuts Pe- peanuts it says nuts yeah and half the time they don't know what the food is no they don't you know care what I, mean? I mean you do have to like you can't you can't just straight up pull a jack move on the cashier you know in the days of tag switching when you would just take a tag from something else and move it over mm. um that Good old days like that was something that you had there had to be some believability you know you you would get a 25 you would get a cook set that was $110 and you would peel a tag for a $25 one so that when they scanned it, it just said cookware. And that was enough for them to have plausible deniability. People started trying to get stuff for $1.98 and it's like, you, you, you ruined the game. Yeah. 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 And yeah, that's the same with this. It's like with the PLUs, like, yeah, you're not ringing up a, a filet mignon as a banana. You're fucked over. Right. Yeah. But any other piece of produce, you're fine. Yeah. Hot bar. Is another one you yeah. can ring up as bananas because that thing hot bars too you. much. It can get you. It can yeah, fourteen dollar salad out of nowhere, and that is the chintziest fucking produce. It's the worst food. I know. I know. One of the best things about COVID is they got rid of the hot bar right. and the salad bar yeah. in the store because that thing, COVID that thing got me. Was one positive kill when I was broke as fuck. When I was like at my lowest, there would be times where I'd be like, you know what? I'll go in. I'll make a big fucking salad. Throw some chicken on it. Yep. Throw all that stuff on it. You know, make a nice salad for dinner and get my guts moving. Yeah. The right way. I'd rather have that than like a whopper, which yep. is what I got most of the time. And uh, uh, 
I remember one time I did it. I made this beautiful salad. I went to ring it up, and they said it was like twenty nine dollars. <laughs> oh no! <laughs> I was like, I don't want this anymore. And it's like at that point, they might as well just give it to me. It's not like they're gonna put the fucking thing back, you know? Yeah. And they took that fucking salad and they put it right behind the counter and just were like. That's All right. Trash. We, they're going to throw away $30 worth of salad now. <laughs> throw this in the trash. Well, sir, you know, you, you certainly created the, the salad of your dreams, but you can't afford it. <laughs> no, I'll never be able to afford a $30 a 20, salad. You really took a $20 salad up there? Yeah. Yeah. Because I didn't know. I mean, I didn't know how many pounds it was. Right. <laughs> Yeah, you that's know, a lot of pounds. It gets into one of those things where it's like, it says it's $6 a pound. You're like, what? what's lettuce weigh? Sure. You know, but it, what I did, obviously, yeah. was whole, pile a bunch of chicken on A couple it. grilled chicken breasts. Yeah. Yeah. Just a ton of chicken. It's like me and Katie will split this. It's a bunch of chicken. It's got all the heaviest fruits. <laughs> it's got all the heaviest vegetables on it. Yeah. Lead berries. <laughs> Then I went and bought a Whopper, and I said, you know, I tried to do the right thing today. Yeah, I, I tried. I really did. Yeah. The next one's called the Pass Around. Items that leave the conveyor belt and are placed in the bag without being scanned at all are stolen with the Pass Around method. Yeah. In other words, the thief passes the item around the payment device while pretending to scan the item for payment. So incredibly easy to do. The easiest... No, the easiest move, though, is... That's what you just said with the vanilla. Yeah, it's just throw it in the bag. You skip it, yeah. Yeah, you don't even, like, scan it or anything. You just, you run it across the thing, might not even, you know, you can run it across in a way where it doesn't scan and just toss it in there. Yeah. You know? And, like, uh, you do that with stuff like vanilla extract. It's, like, $20 for a small thing of it. Also, I mean, if you're talking about um, staying on top of this to pay people to diligently pay attention to this, you might as well go back to regular cashiers. Yeah. You would have to have a one-to-one person because whenever I go, it's it's a one person. There's lights blinking. You've got 16 fucking self, self-serve stations. There's a light blinking on every fourth one of them. And this person is just going from each one to each one. And they don't know that I took that vanilla extract and put it straight into the cart. Yeah. They show up. They're trying. They see three more blinking lights they have to do. And they just have to solve my blinking light. Yeah. And and the 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 other thing is like if you want to free uh, they don't want to free up any of those people's time they want them working the whole time they're there so like like checking ids is like going to take them away like where they can't watch you because they're constantly checking ids i mean everybody most people are buying an age-restricted product (laughs) so they have to go bouncing around back and forth to each one of the things the fuck kroger by my house man you at the end, if they think that you're stealing, if the machine has some algorithm to decide that you're stealing and fucking it'll be like uh, before you can pay, it'll say there's this customer has 76 items or 24 items. Really? And like the, the cashier, I guess, is supposed to count your items. It, that's all I can think of. Why would it say it the number of little, items you bought? Has it happened to you? Yeah, like three or four times. And but, it, it just says, like, come count. Just it come says, verify. please wait, cashier assistance is required, 73 items or 25 items. But it's like, 
they're not going to fucking no. count 70 items. No. You know what? What is that even? They always just come over and clear it and right. fucking take off. It's like you said, they just solve the problem. They just come over and say, what will get this guy off of this machine? Yeah. <laughs> Fast. Uh, we have other people behind him that want to give us money and he's slowing that up. Yes. <laughs> like you're, yeah. you're, you're damning up. The, th- the whole thing. I mean, in yeah, the like, end, they're also getting money and there is markup. It's not like it's killing. They're making, they've already, they've planned for all of this. And they, and this rip- advice is, yeah, it just doesn't, it doesn't land because no one can be prepared enough to handle this. Yeah. And they rip you off anyway, because like, again, there was a time when there was a time when they would bag those groceries for you and even walk out with you walk the groceries out and load it in your car yeah and they took all that shit away they took all of that stuff away in order to do this I to get there. me bagging and doing all of that stuff and like i'm i don't want to work for you yeah we should be the it should be a co-op if you're just going to take all the dry goods and the and the the produce and put it at a central place and then i have to check out what I have to, to log what I'm doing, it might as well be the library. This is yeah. the, the library to me where, you know, uh, I'm not going to steal these books and technically I could just go and grab, I mean, I could just go grab them and take them off the shelves, but like I'm, I'm logging, you know, what is going out here, but yeah, you're not off. You're not, they don't offer service anymore. No, no. And the prices don't go down. No, the prices have gone up. If the prices went down like Aldi, right? Shit's cheap at Aldi because they don't bag your shit for you. They have somebody sitting in a chair just fucking throwing it in the cart as hard as they can. As fast as they can. You know? And, hey, you know, I'm fine with that. But the prices are lower because they do that. Right. And the Kroger is supposed to be a full service situation. And it's not anymore. But it's still the same price it was. Well, it's more expensive. It's still, but still roughly the same yeah. chunk out of your bank account, you know, that it was before. It's so hard to pay those prices, the prices at Kroger sometime. And, and, and the, yeah, there is, it's not the full service situation it was. I know you just said all that. The next one here <laughs> is uh, the cover up. The cover. This technique involves uh, hiding items in the bottom of the cart. The idea is out of sight, out of mind. So why should the shopper pay for it? It's also a perfect way to deny any wrongdoing if caught. I didn't realize that item was there. I would have paid for it. That's true. That's true. Hey, you know, what do you want me to do? No, that's true. I made a mistake. Um, Especially if you have a kid, it's so easy to do. Like I said before, we walk, I, I walked out with stuff all the time when I had Charlotte as a toddler because I was just there being chummy, good old dad. And it was like, oh no, <laughs> all that, all that sparkling water. That's four dollars a case. I didn't even think about it. I was just emptying the basket. I was trying to love my child more. I, just, I did a. That's whoop- all I was doing. I did a whoopsie whoopsie. I can't help it. I mean, yeah, please let me. You you do have to have the money to pay for it on the spot. Yeah, you have to yeah. be ready to pay for it. But I also think that it does provide plausible deniability. Uh, I think that. Until they know, until you pull it, no one's going to know. Most of the time, they won't. They will never say anything. Say anything. You get away with it. They know. Yeah. Yeah. If they know, they don't care. Right. You know, they just 99% of the time you get away with this. This is like the most foolproof way to do it. You can't. You can't load it up with like 500 beers on the bottom of the cart. Yeah. 
But yeah, some dog food and 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 some waters and stuff. Yeah, just walk right out. Yeah, they. If you did beer, here's the fucking fatal flaw with beer, is that uh, you're supposed to show your ID, you know, and like if it's harder to say I forgot to bring the beer off the thing because then you're also saying like. Hmm, I just figured they didn't ask for my ID. I, 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 scanned, I, don't know. I scanned one case of beer. There's eight of them down there, so I just scanned the one eight times. Yeah, and I also feel like stealing beer is a move you don't want to do. Sure, I know. I guess I'm. I want to steal beer though. No, I, I, I agree. Sure, I, I think that's good, the main thing you want to steal. It's the best thing to the, steal. Yeah, the price is. Yeah. The price of beer is very expensive, so you it's want medicine to for some of us. Yeah, and you for want IPA to dads. steal the beer. But I would recommend you don't right. steal the beer or the liquor, really. I just, I wouldn't Pay steal wine or anything. Steal, steal like mushrooms and. Yeah, Italian meats. Yeah, but that's my meats. favorite thing to steal. Jake, Jake says he likes to just like palm a couple of those raspberries, like the pints, just palm them and then put your hands right in your pockets and then just keep shopping, you know? But those little tiny ones, like the little, they're four dollars a piece. You know? Yeah, I know, I know. They you just take them. Blanket, and, they have a little blanket on the bottom to catch all the juice. I mean, putting them in your pocket though is that's stealing. That's like yeah. So is the you're stealing too at the register. No, what I'm that's saying stealing. is though, it's a different kind of stealing. Regular stealing is just as good as this bougie stealing. Or I think regular says. stealing is fine. I'm not against it. It's a higher risk proposition to regular steal. No, I mean, you also have to know. I mean, if you people, you can get away with regular stealing. Regular stealing is pretty easy. Yeah. I mean, you can't be desperate. You can't be desperate. You can't look the part. But if you as but you can regular steal and it's the same. I just feel like regular no stealing you. is so hard. There's so much. There's a there's a ton more risk in regular no stealing difference. that's not there with the the. It's like my this. wife does it on accident constantly. It's like there's armed robbery, and then there's heists, and I'm a heist guy. Like I got to go in and do a heist because I don't want to get in trouble for it. But they're going to charge you with regular stealing for your shenanigans at the the self check right and they they charge the guys that do the heist at the bank with robbing a bank still you understand what i'm saying sure. but the guys that do the heist get away with it more often because they think about it and they do it in a very white collar crime way that's the way i think of it it's like i'm just doing white collar crime you know nobody from enron went to jail I think somebody from Enron did go to jail. Yeah, they went to but, jail. You know what I mean? Like nobody Steal. went to jail for the financial collapse of 2008, but but people went to jail for like Bernie Madoff went to jail cuz he was doing real stealing, you but know? Here's the thing about real stealing, it can become a natural way of being. Like I said, you hold just hold the groceries in your hand and then you go to like scratch your head or something, so you have to like put put it in your pocket and you start like scratching your head. All of a sudden, that's yours now. Ooh, I do not. I'm I'm coming out on the side of like, I would not regular steal. That's just me. I'm um, okay. I, I I can understand. The, I just don't want you to say that. It's, I don't think it's a different. It's it's not like it is you're, you're not doing a better version. No, of no, 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 no. At the no. self checkout, I'm not morally better than somebody that regular steals. What I'm saying is, is that like 
I'm doing it in a way I think regular that minimizes the risk of me getting caught and getting in trouble. Regular steel combined with self checkout steel is the ultimate flourish, though. Like you have to go pay if you regular steel, you have to pay. You have to make it look like, oh, I came here to the shop, but you also have sixteen dollars in berries in your overcoat, right? Sure. <laughs> <laughs> and then when then you also. Do because by the time you've regular stole, once you get to to the self checkout, then you can start doing a little sleight of hand, you know. Yeah, and there's also probably with regular stealing, you have to make sure nobody's following. It just feels Nobody like follows. scarier though. Yeah, I mean, and and also somebody in the chat, Pliny the Elder, well, oh, longtime listener, yeah, good friend, uh, said you can't complain, you can't claim incompetence. Yeah. If That's you're regular thing. stealing, you can't be like, oh, uh, I don't know. I was going to brush my hair, and I had to put that in my pocket to brush my hair in the store, and I just forgot it was in there. Yeah, yeah. My wife does regular steal on accident, and that's what I – like, she just will be like, have to go grab something, and we'll just put it in her pocket to make sense. And then when we get out there, it's like, oh, I didn't even pay for that. It's like, yeah. that. But you know what, though? It's less risky because of your wife and what she looks like and who she is. But yeah, also get you in real trouble though. You know, if if they were like if somebody decided to be a hard ass. Right. But they're the the thing about your wife is they're not checking her. They're not even looking at her. They don't like have any interest in her. They're looking at you. Yeah. Probably more than her. Yeah. Yeah, your beard. You you grew the beard and now you're now you look like a shoplifter. Yeah. Yeah. Like with me, I I like don't I am so invisible in this world that it's easy for me to get away with things in public that most people don't well not that most people there are a lot of people that get away with it just like me it's just that like I just happen to be born totally invisible and never did anything to like alter my alter my look i mean honestly i could dress a little bit different and nobody would ever accuse me of anything ever yeah yeah yeah. you would have to if you you could definitely switch to a different gear and uh be completely invisible you could do whatever you want yeah i could put on khakis and put on like a polo shirt and or or even just like just faded glory jeans and a polo shirt and a pair of fucking new balance if you did a regular guy outfit you would unlock the keys to the universe yeah I just don't want to wear a regular guy outfit. Yeah. I just can't be a regular it's hard to guy. Do. Yeah, I can't. I can't do the it. The jeans suck, man. The jeans are the worst. Fade glory jeans suck. Yeah, they're hard to wear, and you just I the when jeans. I back when I was dressing like that. Back when I was dressing like a normal guy, you know, I I never felt good about it. It just because it wasn't who I was when I you was. You knew. You knew you were just settling. You knew you were just taking like. The cheapest thing that would cover your your dick and balls. Yeah, because when I was growing up, like I always cared about what I wore, and then I after Gwen was born, I was just like, I can't even begin to care. Yeah, there's no money to care. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I, mean, I spent so much of my uh, the early days of Charlotte's life. It was um, whatever I got at Christmas was my wardrobe. Like it was like yeah. my. My mother-in-law would get me sweaters from Costco, and that's what I wore a lot. For that was my clothes. So I there was no chance I could ever get to pick what I want what I wore. Yeah, it's like when you have a kid, you like the first few years. Even it's just like I don't even care. I don't. I don't. All I do is this kid shit. That's well, yeah, it. It's, it's also my whole like, life. 
uh, jeans are our jeans are fifty dollars, and that's I I need that for uh, something else. Like I couldn't imagine spending fifty dollars on jeans when I have these ones that still go around my waist. Technically, <laughs> jeans. That's true. The next thing they have here is the switcheroo, which I don't believe exists anymore. Switcheroo. The method involves a little more work before getting to the self checkout device. Here, the swindler removes the price sticker off lower priced items and sticks it over uh, a higher price items label. No, that's old. That's, that's tag switching, which I talked about earlier. But I, you can't do that in this day and age. Yeah, this guy's just adding some shit. Now this was he's just trying to get words pre you know, like, 2010. Fuck, dude, probably pre yeah, 2005. I'd say I don't remember the last time. I'm gonna tell you this right now. I don't remember the last time I saw a price tag. I tag switched definitely when we started the show. I had done tag switching before, right then. Before I don't know where you see a price tag. I've tag would, switched would once argue, because you could argue a little bit and they could change the numbers. I tag switched once recently because Kroger does this thing where they have these marked down items and they put a sticker on them that says woohoo marked out. You know, have you ever seen those stickers? Right. They say they actually say woohoo on them. Manager special. And yeah. And I saw one that was kind of coming off and i just fucking grabbed it and put it on something else and i did that you know and i i also have in the past put a different fruit tag on an avocado so that i could just scan it put one with a uh put one with a barcode on it so you can scan it so i can get avocados cheaper because they're fucking expensive you know Right. And uh, so i've done that successful switcheroos are only done with things that have close to the same weight so the unexpected item and bagging area alert is not triggered, locking up the checkout screen and requiring management override. I'm going to tell you this, yeah. dude. That This is wrong. That yeah. doesn't exist. Yeah. And also, um, there used to be also sometimes, like I said, cookware was a big one that I did this and other people I know did this. Uh, but they would also have a UPC sticker that went on the box. And you could take that UPC and put it over the UPC on like another item. Okay. Big Lots had that. Yeah. For a period. Okay. Walmart did it too. Okay. Okay. Walmart also was, there was a Wild West at Walmart for a while where you could just go and create a commotion or a haggle or just cause problems and they would just get rid of you. <laughs> go in there and haggling I, I at mean, Walmart. When Walmart came, I remember just everybody running so many scams on it. Really? Constantly. D re you know, buying video game systems and returning a brick, you know, all of the, all of the, just taking a receipt into the store, grabbing an item off the shelf, People and then going that. to the return department and just getting a gift card. People do the receipt scam to this day. They get, you get busted for that now, though. That's another one that is like a really high risk move because people get busted for the they receipt have, scam all the time. There's a lot of camera activity. I don't know if how close a potent of attention they're paying, but like it does seem that they know. Uh, we would go once. We would go probably every weekend. It would be like a Friday night, and we would be bored, and we would go steal a video game and just play it all weekend. And we would steal. Sometimes we would just steal bad video games. How do you steal a video game? I uh, just open up the box or ask to see it or say you're going to take it up to the shelf, and then you cut the the box open oh so you were I, just I was really good with the, the razor yeah just the disc 
Yeah. Yeah, I didn't need the manual. I what I my get down was I had this razor and I would cut the spine of DVDs open and then just palm the disc and just get rid of it. <laughs> Block Blockbuster, Walmart, Target, Media Play, all of the disc stuff. I had no cases or I just had a, like a big CD case full of games and CD ROMs. But that's all you fucking need. Yeah, man. it's the game. It doesn't matter. Like it's Baldur's yeah. Gate still. Yeah, you know? and you can still like. You 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 were at a time where you could still go on the internet and find the instruction manual too. Yeah, probably. yeah, yeah. There was the, yeah half in half out. Yeah. What did you do? What, what like, did you figure out these scams yourself, or did you look them up on the internet? Were you fucking surfing shoplifters' websites? No, it was just this was just you. Well, and also just I hung around with a lot of people that would like to steal too. <laughs> uh, there was a guy work with this. This I'm sorry. This there was a friend of mine. That I hung out with these older kids. I was in this advanced math when I was in ninth grade. I took senior math and I hung out with these guys and became friends with them. And uh, they were big shoplifters. And there was another kid in my math class that was also a huge shoplifter. He would, uh, you could go shop at the store. You could go into a store and tell him what you wanted. And he would charge you 50% off. He'd give you 50% off anything in the store and just go get it for you. And he taught you how to. Well, yeah, we would just, it was, it wasn't, even, he didn't teach me. We would just, I would tell him how I got stuff. He would tell me how I, he got stuff. This is a free exchange just of free information. Ex- yes. yes. It's just thieves. It like, there was just openly people that stole, you know, you had the guts to do it. Everybody, it was a cool thing to do. And, you know, I, I don't know. It, it, it is easy to do as a white regular ass looking guy yeah we went through we went through a period of stealing cigarettes that was like the only real stealing me and my crew did we would back when they could put cigarettes on the floor they would have them in these big turny things like they put batteries on now like uh you they would put the cigarettes out on the floor they ended up having to put them in the yeah. behind the counter as as per the law but went back before they did that we we spent all of our times just figuring out how to steal cigarettes yeah <laughs> and we were really bad at it uh got the the guy that did it most got caught three times like he just would because the the strategy was to knock a pack of cigarettes on the floor pick it up walk it to the bathroom put it in your pants and then walk back and then you know use homophobia when they try to search you okay yeah oh boy hey hey, come on you know what i mean yeah. like this was like 1993 or 92 oh hey come on you are you gonna touch my fucking dick you know? yeah. and like uh uh but th- we got caught all the fucking time like i just yeah. I, I feel like my crew didn't feel like comfortable stealing because so many times i watched one of them get have to sit yeah. and talk to the police you gotta do it quickly and comfortably i think yeah. Like for me, it would just be go in and like, I would, like I would steal something immediately. Like as soon as I, I would walk in and walk past people, I would just grab candy or something, put it in my pocket to get comfortable and then go grab the thing that I wanted, then go buy something and walk out. Like the more time you hem and haul down the, the aisles, like everybody knows what you're doing. But if you know what you're going to grab and then you go, which you know what you're going to buy, like you can make it look like you're just a regular person to here on a mission to get one thing and get out of there. Yeah. So there's some information on justifications to steal. Most people who steal from stores this way often justify their actions. One, 
Why should I feel bad about taking a couple of items when the grocery store is cutting back on employees? I think that's a perfect justification. Really? Why take items when they're cutting back on employees? It says, why should I feel bad about taking them when they're cutting back on employees? Which we've already... Yeah, that's what I said. It was like, <laughs> yeah, justification. You, you should pay somebody to watch me check out if you don't want me to steal when I check out. If the store's gonna... But they put- can also... Like, we know... it. We know what's happening here. Mm-hmm. You are charging me so much money that if I steal, you still make money. Yeah. You know what? It's the old hotel towels trick. Yeah, exactly. We charge you enough money to pay for the towels. Guess what? If if I'm Coles is giving you a discount and they planned for it. Yeah. They knew they were going to give you 33% off. They're not losing any money. They wanted to sell it to you at 33% off. Yeah. Yeah. They they from the beginning were like we're going to do 33% off. We're right. going to uh, Coles is the scam of the century. Of course, of but course, it is. But it is that this is nothing that is going to be solved because they they aren't willing to do it. They aren't willing to pay people. They don't care enough about stealing. They it's it doesn't. You're not going to make any money trying to catch thieves. You're going to lose money. Yeah. Here's the second one. If the store's going to put me to work by checking out and bagging my items, why shouldn't I get a little back? That's us, too. <laughs> they we got us back. They got us dead to rights here. We're right. You know what? <laughs> I respect it, man. You see, you saw us coming. It's their fault for turning their back on the customer. It's a natural reaction to making the shopping experience impersonal is the last justification. Yeah. And, um, you know, I don't think it's their fault. I don't think it's their fault. The 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 stores? Yeah, I mean I, I don't think that it's their fault that I steal. I just think that they well, maybe that is what I mean. I think it's, it's a natural reaction. It, I think the natural reaction to making a shopping experience impersonal is like a really good point because it is impersonal. It's like, it, I don't feel like I'm stealing from the cashier, but back when you had to walk past the cashiers yeah, and, you know, and all that stuff, it was like, I think it was like a, just a little bit different when you were having a, like you can go to a grocery store now without having any any social interaction with anybody that works there right you could go in there you could fucking walk in you get all your stuff check out leave get in your car and not talk to a single person that works for that grocery store why would you give a shit about the place why would you care at all you're right it's crazy to think that people would like what do i have a fondness for the building (laughs) you know you're right if i walked into kroger's and the people there were a staff that I recognized and that knew who I was and they benefited from my patronage, I probably wouldn't steal from that kind of a place. But you've created a scenario. You've created the perfect scenario. You've sucked the blood out of what you do. And uh, there's no, like, it just seems like you're bad at the game. It just seems like you're a sucker. If you pay full price for everything, if you buy all your groceries, you're like a fool. Yeah. What are you stupid? Yeah. They let you check them out. What are you going to do? Be honest yeah (laughs) what kind of a fucking silly goose are you yeah yeah i don't know any of these people i don't know anything you know and yeah i'll i guess i'll run it out of. i'll wait and see if it runs out of business but they seem to be doing fine yeah i don't think i don't think the grocery store is running out of money here's how we stop checkout thieves one I want you to keep in mind that the website that I got this from is a a consulting and investigative services company. Okay. (laughs) One, 
hire a self-checkout security agent. Okay. <laughs> Whether it's an employee or an outside officer, putting an alternative attentive person in place to cover two, three lanes can reduce customer th theft by up to 90%. When customers feel they're watched, they're more likely to be honest. Here's we just thing. got funneled into someone's marketing scheme. I know. I know. It's great. And, and it, it is funny to think about like, okay, well, why not just hire a, a fucking another cashier then? <laughs> Why not what? stop doing the self-checkout thing? I know. I this know. is the cost of doing business. Yes. Stop talking about this like it's a problem. This is just what's going to happen. What are you going to – you're going to hire an enforcer? Yeah. they crack their knuckles and say, I'm watching what goes in the bag, ma'am. Yeah. Yeah. And they're not. That's no. the other thing. You, you, you will never hire somebody that will be that attentive. You're not willing to pay enough for somebody that's willing to do the job. <laughs> pay me $100,000 a year. I'll make sure that that place is Nobody's shaped. stealing. If, Nobody yeah. would steal a fucking thing yeah. if I could get a house payment. But nope. you're not. You're going you're gonna to pay someone $9 an hour to try to stop somebody else pay, that's getting paid $9 an hour from stealing. And they know why they're stealing. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And then just the last thing here is um put in a security scanner s s scale. This helps prevent accidental shrinkage when a shopper mistakenly puts items in the bagging area without scanning them. And then number three is ensure all item in the store's database have correct pricing. That doesn't help. I mean, I guess. And then number four, don't put impulse items near the self-checkout areas. That's like Telling them not to do the business that they yeah. do. <laughs> That's been how it runs. So yeah, I think dumb shit near where you pay is what gets them a lot of money. So uh, they do have a self-checkout strategy. I wonder if we can get, if they have like a book on how to do it or something, uh, how to do the security or if it's just hiring guards, because that would be a fun book for us to get our hands on. Right. Well, that's the show. Have Merry Christmas, everybody. And a, and a Merry Christmas, everyone. And I'm Tiny Tim. Yeah. You know. Yeah. <laughs> Look just like him. Oh, yeah. Tiny as hell. Thanks for tuning into the show. Thanks for supporting what we do. We will be back on Sunday night taking calls. We want to hear about your plans for 2021. Uh, Christmas bonuses. Christmas bonus talk for sure and uh get at us we're on social media you know where to find us brian's on twitter he's murder x brian his original murder brian account got scorched so it's murder x brian now you can find me i'm at street fight wcrs on instagram brett Payne on twitter p-a-i-n and i'm also playing magic the gathering right now if you want to play against me online mtg arena uh, or if you're a PlayStation person, I also have one of those sign-ins. So plan to do a lot of video gaming to to keep my sanity together, and it's been working so far. I hope that your holidays are blessed and you get a little bit of relief and that 2021 is the best year of your life. We appreciate everyone that has supported us in what we do, and we'll see you on Sunday. Peace. Fireplace 
In the flames I think I saw your face Yellow embers flicker out Wood hissing and popping loud While I try to imagine What you might be doing now Every Christmas Eve Under the tree I hope you think of me Cause like a gift from God Or whatever You stay in my Let it snow and breathe a little slower Check your phone if you feel alone And I'll be coming over Silver heart will outshine mine every single time.